Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Make sure I put this microphone in my mouth because the online audience said they could not hear me. Kind of like my father, I start talking too low in the beginning. I can't hear nothing, Bishop O'Yee, what Paul is saying when we are there. Hallelujah. How I many you know the Bible says, Jesus said, could you not pray with me for one hour? One hour. I was going to share something along that line, but um, I don't know if they need more lighting or not, but um, if the camera people say we're okay, then we're okay. I'm just going to minister to you just for a moment. I decided, the Holy Spirit actually told me to do the prayer first and then give the word last. And so, um, and so it's a, I think you're going to appreciate this right here. I think you're going to appreciate this, Bishop. Uh, let me say this. Uh, I wrote this statement down. Um, some of you heard my teaching, was it last Wednesday called the apology? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Me not taking my rightful place. Um, not being in the perfect will of God with certain things is very, very, very dangerous. And so... Uh, my seemingly small mistake was more detrimental than I thought. And this was a tough pill for me to take when the Holy Ghost told me that because of my unwillingness to walk in the greatness of what I'm called to do, that the spirit of Jezebel was allowed to be strengthened. And he said, not just here, but in other places. Okay. Um, so reason why he, oh, he said, you are an apostle and apostle and prophets are ordained by God to put that spirit down. There is a reason why the word says these things are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. And so, so I got a few things to put down. When I put stuff down, it doesn't get back up though. So this is not a time to get in my way. So, um. So uh, he said, put it down, put it down. So the other thing is, is that because of my willingness to take the assignment fully and the Lord began to speak unto me and say, so now I'm going to begin to take you into another level of depth when it comes to the word. Started out by dealing with me about let's, let, let's take another look at what we call spiritual warfare. Is it just be for a moment? Kind of the style that in Nigeria, they pray for about 45 minutes, then he'll minister for about 15 minutes, just kind of get right to the point. Okay, so so I'm going to uh, I'm going to make a statement. <clears throat> this is very interesting, and I know this is opening up a dimension. This is one of those statements and those teachings where if you don't have the word, everybody will begin to say that you're off. And so um, I'm going to start with the statement, and then we'll jump right into it. Because <laughs> I'll have to explain the statement. What we call outer space is actually the realm of another world. Okay. Some people say, oh yeah, that's what the demons are. No, it's another world. And so Job 5, 6 says, and we'll talk about the good and the bad. It says, evil does not spring from the soil and trouble does not sprout from the earth. That's a very powerful scripture. Read it again. Evil does not spring from the soil and trouble does not sprout from the earth. So all of this negativity and all of this craziness and all of this sin, the Bible is telling you it is not coming from planet earth. It's coming from another world. Y'all got me. So I'm just, I'm just kind of opening this up 
because the thing is, is that I needed to know this so that I could know what we are now up against. The decision that I made caused hell to kind of put its full attention on us. Now, they've got their full attention on others. I could feel it. The moment I said yes to the Lord, I can't even explain how I can't even tell you what I felt. And then and I said, and it's something that I dreaded. I said, here they come. You know, see in these movies like The Matrix and they kind of open up something and, and they said the armies are on their way. And I know that I said, here they come. And, and you can't fight. You can't fight hell without acting crazy sometimes. Just can't. You just can't. You can't be nice. You can't be worried about what people think. I tried that. It's just not going to work, you know. And so um, Colossians 1. So we're going to look at these very carefully. Y'all ready? We're just going to talk for a second. Should be done in about 10, 15 minutes. Some of y'all laughing, but that's okay. <laughs> Colossians 1.16. Pay attention to the scripture very carefully. For through him, God created every, everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. So these are the things that he created that we can't see in the heavenly realms. Thrones. Kingdoms with an S. In case you thought it was just one. Y'all follow me so far? Thrones. Kingdoms. Rulers. And authorities in the unseen world. It says God made these things. Everything was created through him. And in this world that we call outer space, it was created for him. Now, I'm going to say a couple of statements before I'm. Do I want to read that? Yeah. Ephesians 6, 11. So y'all got that. You got to kind of look at that like. Uh, it does say in the realm we can't see. It said it's there, but you can't see it. I've created thrones in that realm you can't see. I've created kingdoms. So we ain't talking about the kingdom of God. Rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Now, for some of y'all read the Bible, how many of y'all read the Bible like me? Oh, I have to be totally honest with you. Some of y'all done pulled away from me. I'm trying to catch up with the congregation members now. They just put me to shame. I read the Bible in two weeks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Father, I need to get saved. So anyway, let's get back to the point. So now remember something. There's something when the Holy Spirit said, it's funny. Let's take another look at what you call spiritual warfare. You know, you know, preachers have said this, and I may have too, but you do realize that nowhere in the Bible did it say Satan was the worship leader of heaven. Teresa's, Teresa would look like, I could have told you that five years ago, Pastor. I've been waiting on you to say something. She just backed her like, ah. it does not say Satan was the worship leader in heaven. We assume that because musical instruments were built into his being. But it never said he was the worship leader in heaven. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just, I'm just saying you, put, you shouldn't put these eternal stamps of integrity on something that the Bible never said. Now, do you all remember 
what, let's, just a couple of things before I read the rest of these scriptures. Do you remember a couple of things for you all that read the Bible or you came here and you let me read the Bible to you? Do you remember these couple of things, what it said about Satan? What did he say? I will ascend, which means he wasn't up there. Go back and read it. He said, I will ascend. He said, I will come up to the sides of the north. He said, I will exalt my kingdom above the clouds. He said, I will go up, which means, so I'm trying to help you understand something here. And, and then, you know, and so we know that Satan tried to throw a war up against heaven. You know, you got to remember, Satan at one time was good. And according to the scripture, he was over some type of kingdom. We are introduced into the story when Satan is already bad, but we know nothing about the story when he was good. And he was trusted with a kingdom. <laughs> yeah, y'all follow me? Okay, and then you remember what the disciples said. They said, Lord, we cast out the demons in your name. He said, yeah, there ain't nothing to be happy about. And then he said something that was even stranger. He said, yeah, I was there when we kicked him down to earth like lightning. Okay. So what seems to be the case here is that Satan and other good angels were over some type of, I know, ooh, you know, in the religious world, they're getting ready to turn over there in their graves right now. Okay. They, they, it was some type of, see, the Bible doesn't, it gives you a hint, but it doesn't give you specifics. So you don't spend the rest of your life studying invisible kingdoms instead of character. We're going to give you a hint. Okay. Satan was cast down to the earth like lightning. Okay. And uh, of course, like I always tell people, that proves that there was life on planet earth before Adam. Because Jesus said we kicked him down to the earth. And he was already there <laughs> before he created Adam. Y'all got me? It's a lot, it's a lot of mysteries in, in this regard. Okay. So let's look at this next scripture. Ooh, Jesus, these are so good. Ephesians 6 11. So there's a, it's a lot of missing things that there are a lot of things that God keeps out the equation. We have no idea how long things existed before he created Adam. We have no idea. Scientists say according to their studies and stuff, they said, they said this earth could be millions and millions of years old. We don't know. All we know is that God never had a beginning and he never had an end. This whole what we call the universe and solar system is just very mysterious. It's mysterious because we don't know the before story. We don't know what happened 100,000 years ago. We don't know what existed up in the heavens. You want to hear something crazy? Were the heavens always black? Was outer space one day, was, was outer space at one time very, very bright and now it's very, very dark? See, it's a lot of stuff that we don't know. The Bible hints at there was a beginning, y'all are in the middle, and there's not an end, there's a continuation. This is a small sliver in time we call planet Earth. And it's just mysterious that God does things in threes, and planet Earth is the third planet from the sun. But as far as we can tell, we are the only ones in this solar system. Now, I've heard theories, different things like that. You know, the asteroid belt that is around, is it Saturn or Pluto? Saturn? So uh, now this could be true. All I know is that there are people of God that have said that angels have showed them and just told them a little bit and said that that asteroid belt is a result of 
a kingdom that Satan used to have on what we call Saturn. But he began to get off track. And so, and one of the MOs of the Lord is when he's really, really mad at you and wants to destroy you, he starts raining stuff down from heaven. Like water, I'm going to just flood you out. Or fire and brimstone, Sodom and Gomorrah. And so he said, in this pre-Adamic world, when someone would get off track, God would just throw an asteroid into the planet and destroy what Satan was doing. Everybody say theory. How many of you know it's okay for Christians to have theory and think? As long as you don't turn it into an outer space doctrine, where now we're trying to hook up with Elon Musk to start a satellite church. And, and that's what people do. They always go too far. Hey, so Ephesians six eleven. This is gonna freak you out in a minute. Put on all of God's army so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. If you don't have on all of the army, you'll be able to stand maybe in a couple of areas and not all. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against, see, you're not fighting against evil rulers in this world. You're fighting in individuals in the unseen world who come into this world. Against mighty powers in this dark world those that are following the assignments from the unseen world and against evil spirits in the where heavenly places, not in planet earth. So you're dealing with two types and four categories. You're dealing with the types that stay out there in the unseen dimension. You think it's outer space, but if the Lord just bent the dimension, you'd see an entire world that was bigger than this one right up there. Hey, okay. it's just that right now <laughs> it's going to freak you out in a second. So it's, it's kind of evil. But uh, it's a lot of evil. But you can't assume it's all evil. So it says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. So y'all got that. This is just, I'm just taking you on a, of the beginning of my journey with the Holy Ghost who said, let's take another look at spiritual warfare. Let me expose some things to you. So you can kind of understand what you're getting ready to be up against. Amen. Amen. Uh-oh. Let's look at this one. Uh, man. That's all right, though. I got a good memory. Job 25.2. Pay attention. God is powerful and dreadful. Look at that. He enforces peace in the heavens. If ain't nobody there, why you got to enforce peace? He enforces it, which means there is some peace in the heavens and there's some not. It's a whole nother world. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be more in a second. Said he enforces peace in the heavens. He ain't talking about where the airplanes fly from the skies either. There's no reason to enforce peace if there's no enemy there in the first place. Did you ever notice you all that read the Bible? I got a bunch of Bible readers in here. I know I do. I got some wordsmiths in here. You're... Did you know, did you ever notice that God, a lot of times in the Bible, he announces himself as, in the King James, it'll say Jehovah, I believe, Saboeth. But, but, it, but it literally means, I am the Lord of the armies in heaven. Did you know he announced himself that way over 300 times in the Old Testament alone? If you're not a God of war, 
And and it's just confused. Just this planet Earth is the only individual that you got a campaign going on. You don't announce yourself over 300 times in the Old Testament. I am the God of the armies of heaven. And you definitely don't announce yourself if the armies are retired and they're not doing nothing. But he uses that army to enforce peace in planet Earth and peace in the heavens. Because it's a whole, when I said I feel fire, so do I. It's a whole, it's not just another scenario going on. There are many scenarios going on that they don't give us, they don't give us, they don't give us a privilege of looking into that or, you know, we're not privy to that information because most people are always in other folk business. What's going on over there? And I need to know about them other dimensions. No, no, you need to get Galatians chapter five and get your character. That's what you need to focus on because you have a character problem. Isaiah 24, 21. Ooh, y'all ready for this one? In that day, the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens. What? And the proud rulers of the nations on the earth. So one of the things that you have to understand, y'all, is that the craziness that you see in planet earth is because there's two wars that we know of that are being fought constantly. One here and one right above us. It says that that day, which is this day, it says God will punish the gods. He calls them gods. I will punish the gods in the heaven and the proud rulers of the nations of the earth. Y'all remember when 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 uh, God acted a fool on Pharaoh, Moses was his leader. You know, back then, you go back to this, God gave this instruction to Moses. He said, on that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and I will strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. And I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. Because the gods were the ones that were empowering his magicians. They were the ones that were empowering Pharaoh. It makes no sense for a man to be unbreakable in the face of your whole city coming down the ground in every single area. But he was being empowered by the unseen realm. So when he came and judged Pharaoh, he also judged Pharaoh's gods that were empowering him. But he didn't show you that part. He just showed you the part in planet Earth. Y'all got me? And then, this is what he's calling you to do. One of the things. Psalm 138.1. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods, right in front of their face. <laughs> oh, these are just a few. It's crazy, ain't it? You know, when you read the book of Revelation, you kind of forgot the book of Revelation ain't about really Satan acting a fool. It's about God acting a fool. But I, I didn't have time to do that tonight, but when you really study the book of Revelation, you know what's very interesting? Is the book of Isaiah talks more about the end times than almost the book of Revelation. I'm going to have to teach on the book of uh, teach on Isaiah. Isaiah is just, those, those Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, is one of the things that you find when you start reading the scripture is that the whole Bible points to two things, Jesus and the end. Because God can't wait for this mess to be over with. So when you study Daniel, Daniel was given secrets and they said, you're going to, you have to seal these secrets up until the time of the end. Daniel, we'll read here in a second. He was in, uh, in prayer and a, a war went on for 21 days. So he couldn't get a revelation about the end. 
<clears throat> so, so you'll find that when you see God destroying planet Earth like that, well, at the same time, he's also doing it in the invisible realm. He's bringing destruction against him too. So he's fighting multiple wars, but he only allows us to see the one that we can see. Sometimes some of us get visions of spiritual warfare, but most people have never got a vision of raw spiritual warfare because you couldn't take it. You'd lose your mind. If he peels back the curtain and you see that intensity and see a world that is more detailed than this one, more insane than this one, when you just see the way that they dress in that world and the weapons of that world, you couldn't handle that. So we just, you got to do these things by faith. And so as you're praying, you'll be fighting battles. And then on the inside, you can tell this is getting intense. And when that particular part of the battle is over, we'll just give you peace in your spirit. But we're not going to show you. Because if we show you, you're going to lose your mind. If you're trying to build a spaceship. Lord, I want to go up there and fight. No, you don't. You need to fight. You know, so... That's, all, that's what I mean by, I, I don't mean to be rude, but most people, you know, most people really don't know what spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare in planet Earth has more to do with your character than it does you fighting demons. I'm going to teach on that. <clears throat> so, 1 Corinthians 14.2. So now you understand purpose for tongues. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the spirit or in the Holy Spirit, pay attention to this, he utters secret truths. So the truth we have is not a secret. <laughs> See, this is open truth. But there is, <laughs> I had to say it this way, there's another Bible that has secret truth in it. So, so when we pray in English, how many know we're just giving commands? We're declaring certain things. We're declaring healing. We're declaring Satan be destroyed. We speak to people. We speak to things. Why? From the open truth that we can see. But praying in tongues is speaking from another book that has secret truths so you can handle what you can't see. So when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking. <laughs> it's crazy. Secret truth. You'll never find out what it is until you get to heaven because it's a secret. You're speaking stuff and it's true, but it's a secret even though you're speaking it. You're speaking secret truths and hidden things. Not obvious to the understanding. It's a whole, I shouldn't say another world, but there are worlds. Y'all, there is a reason why the Bible calls planet Earth the shadow. Because as beautiful as planet Earth is with all of its beauty and its animals and its nature and its technology and its art and its music, the Bible says, wonderful. But compared to the unseen stuff, everything in planet Earth is a shadow. That's crazy, ain't it? I mean, it must... My shadow is right here. Could you look at my shadow and determine the color of my skin? Could you look at my shadow and determine my race? Could you look at my shadow and determine if I had a mind? Or if I had bone structure? Or muscle? Nerves? A heart? Organs? You couldn't look at my shadow and tell anything. 
That's the divide between planet Earth and these other dimensions. Planet Earth is a shadow. The one who speaks in tongues in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he advances his own spiritual progress. While the one who prophesies builds up the church. I'm prophesying now. Prophesying is giving someone a word, speaking, teaching from the Bible. You build up the church. But it says when you pray this way in tongues, it says you are advancing your own spiritual progress. How many know when you're working on a project, you want to get some good progress going? You know what I'm saying? How many know when you're working out? You didn't worked out in 30 years. You work out for one day. You're trying to see what it looks like already. You ain't made no progress. Well, you actually made. You just can't see it yet. It's invisible first. But we, whenever we're doing something, you know, how much progress have you made? If you got to drive from here to Miami, you're like, and you talk to somebody on the phone, what do they ask you? How far, how far you got to go? Because you're like, man, I'm done with them long trips, man. I'm done. I'm flying to friendly skies from now on. Um, until I get my Lamborghini. When I get my Lamborghini, oh, you're going to see me on the news. Preacher is in Tennessee running from the police again. <laughs> yeah. Do these last two scriptures. Jude one twenty. But you, my delightfully loved friends, watch this. This is praying in tongues. Constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment because the invisible wars are being affected by your tongue time and how much effect they will have. And in this realm that's called time that's soon ending is based. I mean, think about that. Don't y'all think that's kind of extreme? I mean, you got other stuff you got to do. You got to eat. You got to go to work. You got to take care of your little crazy babies. I don't mean that crazy like, you know how they look crazy kids acting crazy all the time and, and, and you tell them not to do something, they figure out something else to do. And, and it was so funny, you know, Aisha's son, you know, they marched the kids out of the one children's church and take them to the bigger one. And we happened to be standing out there. So they, you know, they make the children march all obedient and everything. And little Steven saw his mama. He said, mama, what are we eating tonight? <laughs> it's just like, that's a kid for real. She was like, boy, if you don't get your behind down there to that children's church, you understand what I'm saying? You got stuff you got to do. You got to work. You got to drive. You got to work out. You got a grocery shop. And yet, in spite of that, we don't care. If you can, we would really like for you to pray in tongues every second. Yes, that's right. If it ain't affecting nothing, they wouldn't ask you to do it that way. That's why they said constantly, which is consistency progressively keep on increasing your time i was going to teach this tonight next week i'm going to teach you how praying in tongues coincides with the numbering system jesus said couldn't you pray for one hour it's a secret behind one hour while they were supposed to be praying one jesus actually prayed three his prayer time coincides the prayer time in scripture that was really powerful coincides with the numbering system couldn't you pray for one hour one hour is unity and then three is perfection then the next, that's why I never told you what Jesus, how long he prayed every day. It shows you he prayed, well, three hours. And then another one, he prayed for nine hours. That was when he sent the disciples across the sea. He went up to a mountain to pray. That's why, see, he sent them out at about 6 p.m. That's why the Bible says he left praying at 3 a.m. It's trying to tell you he did nine hours. And then you remember when he did 40. 
each one of those, if you can learn how to pray that particular way, um, it creates something. So we'll probably do that next week unless the Holy Spirit wants me to do part two of this. I like, see, but see, never mind. So you got me. He said, so constantly and progressively, and he said, do it while you're driving. I don't know why you're grocery shopping. I did that one time. I was praying so much. I was just used to praying. I'm standing in the line, and everybody looking like me. Al Qaeda up in here, y'all. He, they don't understand that. You got to be careful, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> in Daniel chapter 10, last one, we'll stop. Kind of almost wish I had been doing this format all along, but that's okay. Because, you know, I'm always sensitive to first-time visitors. They just walk into a room full of people speaking in tongues like, oh, this ain't it. This ain't it. My mama told me about witchcraft. Y'all don't know what y'all doing up in here. So whenever we do this format, though, because other people can pray, I'll stand at the door. And when the first-time visitors come in, I'll take them into the conference room, have their own little Bible study, and they say, let's go hear me preach the second time or something. You know, I'm just sensitive. Pastors always sensitive to that. Last scripture, Daniel chapter 10, you know the story. I'm just bringing up the one point. Angel showed up and told Daniel, don't be afraid. Since the first day. See, this is another one. This is, this is, there are some things, if you, oh Jesus, let me just read it. Since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. We heard you the first time you spoke. I've come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom <laughs> of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, <laughs> one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there, same planet Earth, with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. When you go back and read Daniel chapter 10 fully, the angel said, well, I've given you the message that doesn't even apply to you. It applies to the day that Otha and Randall and them will live in. <laughs> he said, but now I got to leave you and I got to go back and fight with these fools. And because two angels can lock down an entire million man demonic army. Last thing he said, when I go back, he said, the prince of Persia will call for the prince of Grisha. And we will both have to fight both those armies. And they're fighting right now. So when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's the Lord asking you, will you fight with me? Yes. 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 Why are we sleeping? That war will be raging on. And right now, that whole war is over you. Insane. So you can see hints of it as you start reading the scripture. So the Lord, Holy Spirit told me, he said, we're going to look at spiritual warfare another way. So you can, I'm going to, you know, see, let me say something to you all. Humility is a very powerful thing. Some people think they're humble. Trust me. They just think they're humble. Anybody can say, I'm humble. Yeah, okay. Right, that's why I'm paying attention to people today. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Father. You know what another dimension that the Lord told me? I didn't like this one. I'll, uh, I'll mention it later. Y'all remember that prophet and went to that guy? Um, kind of just kind of summing it up here. He went to that guy 
And I'm going to use you as an example because I know you won't get offended in nothing. <laughs> he, he went to the guy. He wasn't holding the guy's hand. Let me stop. I don't, I'm messing up the example, Jesus. I'm sorry. It says he went, to the, he went to the guy and he was giving him some instructions. And then it said the prophet just stared at him. And it says as the prophet was staring at him, then the prophet began to weep. Like I said, what you crying about? He said, the Lord showed me what you're going to do. That's a hard thing to deal with because the Lord, the Lord will show me this is what they're going to do. And, he, and, and the guy said, how dare you would say something like that to me? I would never do that. And he went and did it the next day. I think it was the same day. He ended up murdering somebody. So, you know, so this, you know what? Let me tell you something, y'all. There's great power in being clean, but you can be clean and prideful. Really, this is a point where you kind of die. Is you know, never fool with a dead apostle. Never fool with a dead prophet. Never fool with a dead pastor. Never, you know, never fool with a dead Christian. Y'all remember that scripture where Jesus, you know, how many heard pastors say this? Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When you go back and read that scripture, it wasn't even talking about leaders. It was talking about the whole nation of Israel. That's why he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You understand what I'm saying? We And we get to be touched. We just can't be killed. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I tell people all the time, I was telling the guy today, you know, the Lord allowed me to, you know, lead somebody to the Lord today. And um, and I was telling him, I said, hey, man, I said, this stuff ain't written for preachers. This is written for sons and daughters of God. Okay. So, um, so that's, I just wanted to share that with you on tonight. The devil has done a masterful job of tricking the body of Christ out of um, the gifts that are meant to destroy him. Always remember that. The things that are going to destroy him, like love. He, he, he'll do everything to give you a reason why you can't just love somebody because of how you feel. Yeah, that's Satan because he knows just what you operating in love does. There's a level where you operate in love. It don't require praying in tongues because you're operating in the realm that heaven runs off of. Heaven doesn't run off of praying in tongues. Heaven runs off of love. Character. The biggest thing that the body of Christ is going to be judged over is them nine fruit of the spirit. Everybody worried about gifting. I'm not. Character will do something that gifting never will. You can be gifted living in sin, but you can't do that with character. And gifting can produce power. Character produces authority. That's the difference between me and most guys. They have a little power, but they don't have authority. Authority is you walk in a room and it bends to you. You are allowed to handle things that other folk don't even know exist because you are trusted because of your character. That's the only thing that makes me dangerous. Not speaking in tongues all out. All that's wonderful. Acting crazy. All that's wonderful. It's, it's the authority. It's a dead man walking. Care about you. I don't care about my family. I don't care about the pets. All I care about, you know what I mean by that, is all I care about is Jesus. Now, I'm not a respecter person. People are accusing me of being a respecter person. It's funny. They, no, you think I'm a respecter person because I had to bring a sword against your chest. And you didn't like it because of the spirit that you're in. But I'm, you, you can talk to anybody that knows me. Start with my kids. Not even my wife. Start with my kids and ask them if I'm a respecter person. 
Right is right and wrong is wrong. I said that when the church first started. My wife ain't right because she's the first lady. I'm not right because I'm the pastor. I'm not covering my kids because they're under the anointing of the man with a D of God. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And when I stand before Jesus, he's going to open up that Bible. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you the poor ain't going to be there. You're not going to be there. My wife is not going to be there. He's not going to be there. My kid's not going to be there. It's going to be me and Jesus. You know what Jesus said? I won't even judge you. I'm going to just open up the book and let it judge you. And there are some people, they good with giving away their eternity. They good with giving their reward. Not me. Period. I'm not giving up my reward. The Bible says I got a kingdom. I'm supposed to rule. I mean, they, see, what? Watch this. Now this might help you understand why Jesus said you're going to rule and reign with me. Because it's not just one kingdom. He just told you he created a bunch of them. This open up a whole new can of worms. Y'all know what I'm saying? Put it down. <laughs> no, I'm about to put it down for real because it's 838. Some of y'all are like, Reverend, we're on a 21-day fast. So we can have our one meal, and it's time to go. So understand, were you blessed by the word on tonight? Just remember, they have a, say this in Africa, there are more than what the eyes can see. And sometimes, I mean, think about that you got a whole nother dimension in the heavenlies. And the ones that are operating in planet Earth are following the instructions of the ones in the heavenlies. The same way that when we fought against Afghanistan, what did we do? The ones that were over there were following the, one, the instructions of the ones that were here. So we went over into there, same way that Russia is dealing with Ukraine right now. See, they operate from a headquarters and then they send troops into that. Now you got to hold your ground. Same thing, just a bigger issue. They're in the heavenlies. We're on planet Earth. And yet God has given us every invisible weapon. To, you know, let me tell you something, y'all, and this is where I close. It's a masterful thing when you use invisible weapons to fight invisible beings. That's insane. That's just, you can't see them and you can't see your weapons, but you got to use it. <laughs> That's why if you're not in the world and you don't dive into these things and take them seriously, you know, you won't be able to do it. See, so I may remember the daredevil. The daredevil is definitely, I mean, I hate the fact that they call him the devil, you know, but, but the daredevil was actually a, a symbol of Christianity. A man who could fight people who could see him, but he couldn't see them. He fought them based on what he sensed. He was blind. And we called it to do the same thing. And yet he was a master. He, he was so-called handicapped with his eyes, but could fight against the people who did have eyes. So it doesn't matter that these creatures and these beings are called gods by God. It doesn't matter that they're stronger than you and smarter than you. It doesn't matter because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're invisible, but they're mighty to the pulling dong of strong. Oh, Jesus. So, see, it's dangerous. See, you got to watch me. You got to learn your lessons from me. The good part and the mistakes that I make. Something else the Lord told me. He said revival will never come. Because it was never supposed to start. That's why all revivals phase out. It was the wrong blueprint in the first place. We just kind of seek the Lord. Revival is going to come one day. 
No, no, it ain't going to come one day. You have the ability to create it by just simply going into all the world. See, so I don't know where I'm going, but how many know we're going up? So this is. uh, Yeah. I'm learning and you got to learn from me so that you can move faster than me. See, let me tell you something. I, the only reason I'm able to move this fast, greater than others, is because I'm, I'm learning from the mistakes of other men. That's why, that's why when I started the ministry, I didn't want to be under somebody. I wanted to be somebody that had longevity and had character and, 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 and humility and not pride. And so I appreciate Oedipo talking about the mistakes that he makes. He, see, a man that will admit his mistakes is someone who wants you to move faster. But a, a leader that won't admit his mistakes is because he doesn't want you to rise past him. You can rise where you get under me enough that I can brag that you came from me, but don't go past me. That's the kind of foolishness I came from. And so that's how we get better is us sharing our mistakes. And so that was, I didn't realize the mistake was that big, but how many know? You can, you can, you can do something and you, you didn't realize it was that. But y'all, it's very dangerous to not accept what God told you to receive. Moses tried to do it. Moses and God got mad at him. Jonah tried to do it. So God said, fine, you're going to do this. I'm going to put you in the mouth of a fish. And you want to hear something about crazy about Jonah? Be very careful. Uh, do you know that Jonah got mad? The Lord told him, go tell that city that they're going to be destroyed. He told them and they repented. So God changed his mind. Go back and read it. Jonah got mad because his prophecy didn't come to pass. Go back and read it. He was highly offended because it was about his ministry. It wasn't about mercy and people. So so God changed his mind. So I'm not going to roll with God's personality. You did great evil, but because you, you remember the, the king, he put, he put the, the animals on the fast. Moses is like, we can't have no apples or nothing, man. This, y'all were the ones sinning. This ain't got nothing to do with us. That king was serious. He said, can't nobody eat. He said, the fish, the dogs, the cats, the birds, tie your cattle down, everybody going on the fast. And then back then when you went on the fast, you had to wear this special clothing. He said, put the same clothing on the animals. And, and the cows is like, What? We didn't even do nothing. King was like, too bad. God said everybody done, so everybody fasting. And then God told Jonah, go tell them, I've seen how they repented. No more curse, blessings. Let you know God is never trying to send you to a curse. Switch his mind. You, when you switch, God switches. I switched and accepted assignment, so he switched on me, started showing me stuff, and it's alarming. <laughs> but then Jonah got an attitude. I'm a prophet. And you made me look bad because I gave the word that they were going to be destroyed. And now since you've changed your mind, you made me look bad. Ministry is a very difficult thing. It stretches you out of who you are. It definitely stretches, it stretches you. And most men can only go so far. Very few make it to the end. If you know how many times, if you know how many Times I have been attacked this year. You know why you don't know? Because I don't share it with you. For what? For you to have sympathy? Huh. 
Pastor, we praying for you. Wonderful. Be surprised. And that's just the world that I'm walking. I got so much stuff coming at me, and I don't know if it's God, the devil. I don't know who this is. I mean, from overseas to pastors to people to strangers, folk I know. Just you got to decipher all of this. So if you call me, don't be upset if I don't get back with you immediately. I had somebody tricked, tried to trick me on something on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. But anyway. So I'm sorry, I've held y'all up. But it's been good. So remember, you are at war with more things than you know. And, you know, I'm going to teach a teaching. This is, I'm going to close for you. This is good. I, got to, I actually got this from another pastor. The pastor who sat in my service. And was so blown away on New Year's Eve, he tricked me into doing his New Year's Eve service that night. So I did our New Year's morning service here, his New Year's service that night, and then our New Year's morning at our Sunday location. Said these brothers. But uh, but to show you how even someone that you're so now I'm mentoring at this point about nine pastors, nine. It's amazing as I'm mentoring them. They mentor in me. Iron sharpens iron. And so just something that he shared today, he said, yeah, man, I'm teaching something tonight at my Bible study. And he's like, he was talking about these five things. He said, um, how does God, how do you see God? How do you see yourself? How do you see others? How do you see your circumstances? And how do you see the devil? And he's teaching those five things and says with all five of those, you're supposed to see it like God sees it. That's a whole, that's like, what? I said, I'm driving illegal now. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? All right. Let me go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O Lord God, for tonight's session. Thank you for the time of prayer. Thank you for the revelation of the word to help us understand what we are fighting against. To help us understand, oh Lord God, what is fighting against us. It will never stop. It will only increase. But I thank you, oh Lord God, that we have the Holy Ghost and we have the angelic forces of heaven. And they are under the direction of you. You called yourself the God or the Lord of the armies of heaven. So you will always fight for us and you will always fight with us. You will always go before us and you will always cover our behind. Thank you, O Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, O Lord God, for allowing us to fight for you and to fight with you. Empower us, O Lord God, in these dark days of nothing but warfare on every front. Help us to shine. Help us to rise. Help us to do your will. Help us, O Lord God, to be just like you. Thank you, Father God, for this. As we get ready to leave this place, Thank you, O Lord God, for those that are here, those that are online, but for those that are here, we declare peace and safety over every vehicle. Thank you, O Lord God, for everything that we have experienced on today. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Good night, online audience. For you all, you can go ahead and stand. Just give somebody a high five or a hug. If you're a first-time visitor, just come introduce yourself to me just for a moment. You all have a blessed night.